the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question, veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardtlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt, here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, also on podcasts wherever you listen. And you can go to www.talklawradio.com to listen to previous episodes. Also on Facebook Live right now, and later we'll be on YouTube. Each episode, I talk about some Texas or federal law or regulation that needs some explaining. We help you discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. You can also email questions at host at talklawradio.com. That's H-O-S-T at talklawradio.com. And because I'm licensed to practice law in Texas... The State Bar is the state agency that governs attorney law licenses, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law. But because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and because laws are ever-changing, material discussed in this program is meant for general informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with your individual professional advice. Marquardt Law Firm sponsors our show today, and attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. New businesses and old businesses which might have issues with corporations, contracts, LLCs, family-limited partnerships, And we can represent those who are facing problems from lack of planning, like in district court, county court, or probate court. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, for our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing, or failing to do your will. Please help us. Me and Hector Sines give good information about federal income taxes today. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now it's time to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. And today we're going to be talking about federal income taxes with Hector Sines, who works with Liberty tax services. Hector, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me, Todd. Yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself so the listeners can get to know you. Where are you from? Sure, I'm born and raised here in San Antonio. Um, Yeah, I've been here my whole life. I started with Liberty back in 2008, Uh, graduated from UTSA 2006, and had a finance and uh, minor in accounting. And so, you know, taxes was right up the alley, right? So started with Liberty, uh, kind of grew my business from there, went from five offices. I'm at three offices right now, but um, yeah, just kind of grew into that role. And now I'm also a uh, regional manager for 
for the company. Okay, that sounds like a lot of work. How do you balance all that? You know what? I have a great team, to be honest. You know, even with all those stores and clients that we service and all that, um, it's it's a team of, of people that we have in our offices that we work together and, and um, you know, develop systems and stuff to make sure that we are up to date on the tax law or up to date on, on you know, our softwares, things like that. And so, um, you know, the team really helps out. When you were in school, is that when you started thinking about taxes? No, honestly, no. Like, I, I didn't even think it was going to take me to taxes, right? I was all about, you know, developing businesses, you know, financial statements, things like that. Um, but then I realized, you know, taxes is really where it's at because if you, you know, if if you don't plan correctly, uh, then all of that just kind of goes out the door, right? All your financial statements need to be um, to par, you know, and, and uh, if they're not done correctly, then, you know, it's going to affect your tax returns, right? So that's where I develop my my stance in in, in a business. You know, my business model is, is let's start at the foundation, which is taxes, uh, and then grow from there, right? If you can develop your business finances to be, um, you know, with a good tax strategy, then that's where you're going to be successful, mm-hmm. right? So that's kind of where what and led me towards that. And it's usually the tax guy that you see every year to to keep track of and compile and and give advice on on that because you have to file an annual return anyway. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and so we see all kinds of different types of tax returns and and so to be able to give advice on how they can improve it is really where we grow, right? That's where we've seen the word of mouth uh, the customer service, you know, just has gone through the roof where, where people don't get a lot of that anymore. You know, they don't get the advice of how they can improve it, right? So that's what I've built our teams to do, and so um, that's what's made us successful. So when somebody calls, do you answer the phone or return the call? Uh, all, all the time, <laughs> yeah, all the time. I know a lot of people get a lot of bad rep about not answering the phones, but yeah, no, we make sure that we have someone answering the phones or, or returning messages within a, a reasonable time frame, mm-hmm. you know, especially those that are like, you get an IRS letter and you're freaking out, you know, you need answers right. now. So uh, we know we know about all that, right? So um, we, we we talk the IRS lingo, so we're able to interpret those letters and stuff. So, yeah, no, for sure. We we answer our phones and return calls, for sure. It, it's funny you mentioned the IRS letter. Years ago, I was in Sunday school at church, and a friend of mine was telling me about this letter. And he went to the IRS building here in town, and uh, somebody came to the counter, said, let me see the letter. And the the IRS representative read the letter to him, pushed back the letter over to him, and said, uh, does that make sense? (laughs) He said, no, I have questions about all of that. I need help. And and so the guy would just read it again, but there were no questions answered. Yeah, yeah. And that's – you see that a lot. You know, I think um, part of it is the fact that, uh, you know – they talk their language, right? And and a lot of us don't understand that language. Mm-hmm. And so, again, that's that's usually why you probably need a tax professional to kind of interpret that stuff, right? right? So it's like trying to get, you know, answers on technology when you're not tech savvy. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a, it's a different language. It is. It sure is. So who would you say influenced you most when you were growing up? Oh, geez, the... the, the the list is long, right? So um, obviously my, my dad was a very hard worker, um, put a lot into allowing me to go to college, right? So that was one. My, my uncles, too, they were business owners, um, got to spend a lot of summers, you know, working with my uncles and their different businesses. And so, um, you know, so, so a lot of people really um, just that have helped me develop and, and grow into the person that I am now. Um, and then now my wife, right? She's, she's the backbone of, of what we do. You know, we're, we're actually partners in our business. And so, um, you know, she keeps me in line, making sure that she, oh, she's the real boss. We should have brought her. <laughs> I want to, I want to ask 
married couples about their their work-life balance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's probably for another show, right? <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, so you went to UTSA. You're a roadrunner. And uh, tell us a little bit about that experience. Sure, yeah. So UTSA was, uh, it was fun, right? So back then they didn't have the football team. I'm probably aging myself there, right? But they didn't have the football team, but I was real big in football. So um, I just kind of stayed around the athletic facilities, um, you know, and, and uh, did what I could to to um, get all my studies in. You know, finance and accounting was not prob- probably two of the hardest uh, mm-hmm. subjects to kind of go after, uh, especially at the university level, right? So um, the great thing was, and this is kind of where I started the whole entrepreneur business stuff, is uh, while I was at UTSA, I developed and built a, um, it was a uh, party rental business where I worked on the weekends, right? So that allowed me to go to college, you know, do my, my studies during the week without having to work. <laughs> Interesting. Well, yeah. we have to take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking more specific about deductions and credits. So stay tuned. Have you been wanting to learn about a will or a trust but haven't gotten around to it? Now is the perfect time to learn about this vital information. The attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. We educate our children so that they're prepared for the future. Call Marquardt Law Firm at 210-530-4278 to show your family that you are prepared for the future. Including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. We educate our children so that they're prepared for the future. Call Moorcourt Law Firm at 210-530-4278 to show your family that you are prepared for the future. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquart here on 930 AM The Answer. Today we're talking about federal income taxes with Hector Signs with Liberty Tax Services. And uh, before the break, uh, Hector said that his undergraduate degree was at UTSA, uh, but he didn't play football there. Uh, but you do have a history with football. Tell us about that. I do, yeah. I mean, I grew up playing football, right? I, I started when I was seven years old. Uh, one of the passions that I had was really, you know, playing football. How You know, just like any other seven, eight-year-old, you always wanted to be bigger, right? Go mm-hmm. to the NFL, go to college, things like that. Um, unfortunately, I didn't... I didn't choose that path I didn't choose to go play college ball or anything but I did play some semi-pro um but yeah real real big in football I love football what position I was on the line I was I was a hefty boy right and so um I was on the line offensive tackle and defensive tackle oh okay so you could play either way either way both ways yeah the school I went to was very small the high school and so I had to play pretty much the whole game (laughs) um which was fun you know I enjoyed it I didn't like coming off the field anyway. <laughs> yeah, my oldest son, he played for a small school, and I think it was six-man. Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there that, were some leagues with That's what he man. did because the schools didn't have enough players for, for right. a full team. Yep. Okay, well, that's interesting. Tell us uh, what's your prediction for next week. Ooh, you know what? I'm a Cowboys fan, so I, I – I, I can't root for the. I can't say Eagles, so I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the Chiefs uh, because of their uh, quarterback, Mahomes. Uh, he went to Texas Tech. Yeah, and I went to Texas Tech uh, before he did. I didn't graduate from there. Uh, Texas Tech's a, a really fun school to attend, um, but I had to leave so that I could get some studying done somewhere sure. else. Sure. So I, I got my degree from New Mexico State in uh, Las Cruces, New Mexico, and then came here after that. Awesome. So the listeners want to know about uh, taxes, so we've got to tell them something about that today. And um, I wanted to ask you about some overlooked credits, deductions, or exemptions that you remind your clients about. 
Yeah, you know, it, it depends on the situation, right? So you you have to think there's two different types of tax returns. You have your individual tax returns and your business, right? On the individual side, that's where uh, the 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 impact really is the deductions that you forget about, such as sales tax, right? So here in the state of Texas, we don't have a state tax, but we do have a sales tax, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people don't realize that you can actually deduct the sales tax. Uh, there is a, a formula, some tax tables that we use to be able to determine based on your income, how much sales tax you probably would have uh, paid throughout the year. And that is a deduction that you can add on to things like medical expenses, uh, interest that you pay on your home, um, you know, other miscellaneous items like that to be able to increase your deductions uh, throughout the year. So would you do that only if the standard deduction wasn't wasn't enough? Correct. Yeah, because there are some people that, you know, especially since 2018, when they raised the standard deduction amount and did away with exemptions, uh, there's a lot of people that were no longer using the long form. But there are some that are on that fine line where they can potentially use their uh, their long form deductions or mm-hmm. itemized deductions. Uh, and that's where we'll throw in the sales tax because they didn't realize like, oh, I didn't think about sales tax, yeah. right? This is just not a thought uh, as far as, you know, tax deductions. Um, so that's where we're able to help. So you have to ways. analyze it both ways. What what if we use the standard deduction? What if we itemize? Right. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Because obviously you want to take the, what's, what's going to get you a better deduction, right? And, and lately it's been the standard since it's been increased. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, a lot of people will end up choosing the standard deduction over their itemized. Okay. Uh, what's something else? You mentioned uh, home improvements, medical purposes. Yeah, yeah. So that's also a long-form deduction, right? But a lot of people don't realize also is that you can do home improvements. Now, you can't do just any home improvement, right? So people say, well, I added a, a garage to my house, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. But unfortunately, you can't deduct it unless there is a medical reason for it. So some examples are, you know, someone has bad allergies. Doctor says, hey, you need to do something about this because it's getting worse. So they go and install artificial turf, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, you you can substantiate that because it's doctor's orders basically, right? Or also, you know, now you're in a wheelchair, you have to put a ramp Mm -hmm. in the front end of your your home. That's a deduction, right? So anything that has to do because of your medical conditions, uh, you can substantiate that because the doctor has... Um, you know, stated, hey, you need this or else, right? And so with that, we can take a deduction for those types of improvements to the house. And so do do you require or does the IRS require certain documents to prove that? The IRS will require it, right? And so for that reason, we will as well, right? So we can't just say, well, I spent $10,000 on improving my home. All right, well, let's, let's see the receipts, right? We have to prove that there's actual expenses, and also that those expenses were used in that year, right? So mm-hmm. we, we, when you do your tax returns, it's very year-specific, right? So you can't say, oh, I forgot to do that two years ago, so let's put it in this tax return, right? That that really wouldn't work. So, uh, again, the proof has to be in that same year and, and documented somehow. But you could amend a prior year. Absolutely, yeah. So if they discovered... Um, you know, that they had to do that work in prior years, and it probably would have helped them. It would have been, you know, mm-hmm. a, a better result. Then, yeah, absolutely. You can you can amend. You can go back three years based on the um, statute of limitations. You can go back three years to get a refund from those changes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um on our list, we have dividend reinvestment. What does that mean? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of people don't realize, so what, what happens with the dividends – Let's say you're an investor, right, and you have stocks that pay dividends. Well, you do have to realize because most of us are what we call cash method of accounting. Um, since we use a cash method when we do our tax returns, you have to report those dividends that you get paid out on your tax return. However, the reinvestment does change your basis in that investment, right? So, for mm-hmm. example, uh, let's say I own 100 just a simple number, $100 of, of XYZ company, uh, reinvest my dividends, so now I own $110 worth, right? Mm-hmm. So when I sell that, um, you know, it, it kind of helps you get a better result 
on the back end of your investment. Okay. Right? So you pay less taxes when you sell it. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Also, student loan interest? Yeah, student loan interest. A lot of people will assume, and, and so people know about student loan interest, right? It's not that it's not one that's that's missed. It's one that is um, not used correctly, I guess you can say. So, for example, uh, you know, let's say that I put my son in college. I, you know, took out, took out the loan for my son to go to college. Um, so that loan really is in my name, right? I'm paying it back. And so if my son is no longer my dependent, but I'm still paying the interest on that loan, I can deduct that interest, right? Okay. So a lot of people think, well, he's no longer my dependent, so I didn't know I can do that. Mm-hmm. And the answer is yes, you can. If you're still paying that loan, then you can pay, uh, deduct the interest on that loan. Okay. And so th- if somebody has uh, a student and they have a medical <laughs> problem and, the, and they... <laughs> buy some expensive things, Yeah, the, all of these uh, itemized deductions could add up. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and especially right now, because it's it's different, right? The tax law has changed and it, it fluctuated the past couple of years because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people are seeing smaller refunds as a result, right? So we, we kind of noticed that trend before 2019, but after the pandemic, it, you know, we, we had more money from our re- tax returns, but now we're back. We're back to the refunds getting smaller and stuff. So this is where we try to implement some of these things that could be uncovered by asking additional questions to our clients to figure that out. And you have a system and a process for for making sure these questions are asked. Yeah, absolutely. So every step of the tax return, uh, we train our tax professionals to um, ask those questions to find, you know, find some of these things that are hidden, hidden, like Mm -hmm. I said, because Taxpayers don't come in knowing the tax law, right? right? So that's where we come in. And so based on the results of their tax return, uh, we dig a little deeper, right? So did I include everything? Did I ask every question, right? And so we'll start asking some questions where we see where they might qualify for some of these deductions. Okay, good. Um, next on the list, interest for business credit cards and loans. Yeah, so... so uh, even though you can't on the personal side, right, you can't deduct interest on credit cards or loans, you can on the business side, right? And so a lot of people get confused with that. They say, well, I thought I couldn't deduct mm-hmm. the interest or I cu- thought I couldn't, you know. So on the business side, you can, right? So on your Schedule Cs, which is uh, for a sole proprietor, someone who is, um, you know, in business for themselves, they can deduct the interest that they pay on any kind of loan, including credit cards, right? But it has to be specific to the business, right? So mm-hmm. if you're using a credit card where it's kind of commingled, you got some personal items, some business items, that's going to be a little tougher sell, right? Because mm-hmm. now you, you would really have to figure out, well, how much interest am I paying on both uh, in uh, business and personal? So uh, that's where we educate our clients to um, – Create these accounts where they're separate, right? So if you have a business, we want to make sure these accounts are separate. So you got this credit card specifically for business purchases, Mm -hmm. and that will allow us to deduct those uh, interest expenses. Yeah, that makes it easier to account for. Absolutely. What do you mean by salary paid to kids? Yeah, so this one's fun. I like this one. This one's interesting. So a lot of people don't know also is that if you are self-employed, if you are a sole proprietor, uh, you can actually pay wages to your kids um, and deduct it from your income. And your kids don't have to pay taxes, right? So the, the limit this year is 12550 and so as long as your your kids under 18 are making under 12550 they don't have to pay Social Security and Medicare, and they don't have to pay um, federal tax, right? So the, there are rules behind that. Like, first, you do ha- still have to give them a W-2, um, which being under the, the rate to have to file, they don't have to actually file a tax return. Uh, the second thing is that... Um, there has to be a reasonable reason you paid him a wage, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say um, you got your son working for you, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's taking out trash. He's kind of cleaning the office. He's doing things in the office for you. Well, he earned his reasonable wage, right? Yeah. So you can't just throw it on the books just to throw it on the books, right? So there has to be a, a purpose behind it, you know? So uh, Yeah, to- all of my kids have at one time or another been – 
director of document destruction. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> they were in charge of the shredding until uh, I burned up so many shredders. Yeah. You know, little home shredders. I, I had to go to a, a more robust shredding company. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where the kids come in, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one more on the list before we go to break. Uh, you mentioned deferring income. Deferring income. Yeah. So there's different ways you can do it. The best way that I like to tell people is that you have to pay yourself first, right? So my example here is uh, a lot of people don't realize they can reduce their income by maybe investing either more into their 401ks at work or investing in an IRA, right? Mm-hmm. So what this does is it defers the income because uh, it, it's, it's pre-taxed, right? So you're putting it into this account before it gets taxed, thus eliminating some of that income from your taxable income at the end of the okay. year, right? So uh, again, it's, it's deferral because you're not paying the tax on it until you start taking it out of the account once you retire. Right, and so. you don't get to enjoy the money until after you retire. Right, right. So that's why you're paying yourself first, right? Because mm-hmm. it's it's for future income. And is it true that you can still do that now, even for the 2022 year? You can still you put can money you in? you can do it up until April 15th, and it'll still count up uh, uh, for 2022. Yeah. Okay. We have to take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking more about taxes. So stay tuned. Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt. We're talking about federal income taxes today with Hector Sines, who's with Liberty Tax Services. Uh, But before we get back into federal income taxes, I want to talk about the Saints and Sinners segment. Okay, so I've brought about the saints and sinners segment because uh, Martin Luther, the the famous Protestant theologian uh, from year 1517, who wrote the 95 Thesis, uh, said, the saints are sinners too, but they are forgiven and absolved. And so it just gave me an idea to talk about some people that are in trouble with the law and and then talk about some people that are being honored for their service. And today, uh, since we've been talking about taxes, uh, one of the most famous uh, sinners in regards to federal income taxes was Jimmy Hoffa. And so on July 26, uh, 1964, um, the New York Times reported that Hoffa, convicted on use of funds, faces 20 years. He and six others are guilty of fraud and conspiracy with Teamster pensions. So the article goes on to say that a federal jury found James R. Hoffa, president of International Brotherhood of Teamsters, guilty of mail and wire fraud and conspiracy today in the use of his union's pension fund. A jury of four women and eight men found Hoffa guilty on four of 21 counts in what the government has called a $25 million scheme. Okay, so just like um, some of the saints are sinners, um, some of the sinners are saints too. And, uh, you know, back in the times when the Bible was written, uh, the they wrote a lot about tax collectors and how bad they were because when they collected taxes, sometimes they would collect more than what was owed. Well, here is a tax collector with the IRS, uh, somebody who was honored for their work. 
And this is Chris uh, Janschewski, a former Washington, D.C. field office cyber crimes unit special agent, was uh, recognized in May 2022 for the as a finalist for the 2022 Samuel J. Heyman Service to America medals. They call these the Sammies instead of the Dundies like on The Office. And this was the second time he was uh, nominated as a finalist for the Sammies, um, but this time because of his work as part of an interagency investigative team working with agents with the FBI and Homeland Security. Um, they were working on Bitcoin terror takedown team, and uh, they were successful in dismantling a series of sophisticated online fundraising campaigns run by terrorist organizations. So congratulations to him. Okay, back to taxes and federal income taxes. Hector, you mentioned that um, tax refunds might be lower this year, um, but it's not because of anything we did, right? Right, yeah. So like I said before, back in 2019, the tax law was was, uh, not necessarily changing, but what was changing is the payroll tax, right? So the way payroll tax was calculated uh, was a lot different, you know, and so – if you know when you start a new job, the W four that you, they have you fill out will determine how much payroll tax, or I should say, federal taxes, withheld from your paychecks. Mm-hmm. These new W fours are designed basically for someone to more break even on their tax refunds rather than get a large tax refund, mm-hmm. right? And so, uh, by doing that, we have been noticing that a lot of people are not taking out as much. Uh, from their federal taxes for their the take-home pay, um, you know, which can be fine, but a lot of people aren't used to that, right? So when they come file their taxes, now they notice that their refunds are smaller. Um, and not to mention the fact that, you know, these past two years we had extra um, extra money because of the pandemic, right? right. So tax credits were higher, um, you know, the the... the so as a result, refunds were higher, right? So now we're seeing a combination of those two things um, that are impacting tax returns this year. So if you notice that your refund's smaller, um, again, you know, it's 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 because of the change in these tax laws right now. Yeah, there was an enhanced child tax credit mm-hmm. in 2021. Yep. So now we're just going back to the way it Going back to the original. Yeah, going back to the original way it was. So they in, had increased it uh, almost almost double in some cases, and it was fully refundable, right? But now we're back to where only up to 1500 can be refunded um, for the child tax credit, uh, or I should say the additional child tax credit. Um, earned income credit kind of stays the same. That always increases based on inflation. Um, but uh, another one was the child independent care credit, right? So if you had a child in daycare you can actually get that full amount last year, right? Because of the pandemic, you can get that full amount as a refund. That was also increased as well. Um, But now it's back to what's considered a non-refundable credit. So uh, any additional amount that you might qualify for there, uh, you end up losing, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not a refundable type of credit. Okay. And there was something different with charitable contributions too. Yes. Yeah. that, That went away. Correct. Yeah. So you were able to put up to $600 additional to your standard deduction for charitable contributions. And this year that's gone away. Bummer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. I I read something about, you you mentioned before the break about contributing to an IRA uh, that we can still do that now. And it counts towards our 2022 Mm -hmm. uh, tax return. I read that you can do that with a health savings account, too. Correct. Yeah, so health savings account kind of worked the same way, right? So, again, it's pre-taxed, right? So you're putting that money in before it gets taxed. As long as you're using that money for health-related issues, right, um, prescriptions, doctor's appointments, things like that, um, then it's it's uh, tax-free, right? So it's tax-free money. So as long as you can put that aside. and uh, So it's not necessarily like the deferral of income, right, because it's it's income you can use now. 
uh, you're just putting it into a health savings account that's uh, tax-free money. Okay. Now, the some of the changes that we talked about, the increased standard deduction that came from the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act mm-hmm. of 2017, and that that's sort of a temporary. Some of those provisions of that law were temporary anyway, and it expires at the end of 2025. Correct. Since you've been doing this tax, uh, helping people with their taxes for so long, can you remember back when it was before the the 2017 Act and, and compare it to what sort of happened afterwards? Do you see that it was an improvement for your clients? I, I don't know that it was an improvement. I mean, we used to see big refunds. Um, you know, the, the the biggest improvements obviously were the ones from the pandemic, right? But uh, as I said before, you know, I think because of uh, what they're trying to do is, and, and I kind of I get it, right? They're trying to stimulate the economy by some of these um, some of these tax laws, right? And so part of that was, like I said before, the payroll tax, you know, mm-hmm. being calculated different, and so. The idea is to um, put more in the take-home pay, as I said before, right? But uh, where there is an improvement is probably for the lower income. Okay. Um, so that's where we're seeing the, seeing the biggest improvements, you know, higher refunds in those areas. And so, uh, again, you know, this time of year, probably the first quarter is, is pretty strong for a lot of businesses because uh, you're seeing a lot of people uh, get those big refunds and, and um, you know, spending that money in their first quarter. Okay. Yeah. I have another myth. Is it true that elderly people don't have to file income tax returns? That is not true. I mean, if you have taxable income, it, it really doesn't matter how old you are, mm-hmm. right? You still have to file those returns. Now, there, there's more leniency, right? Once you're 65 or older, uh, the tax brackets take a shift, right? And you uh, get you know more standard deduction. Uh, so in that sense, you know, it might be to where they don't have to file because they're not reaching the thresholds to file. Oh, okay. But once they go over those thresholds, then yeah, absolutely. You still have so to file. it might be somebody that only has social security. Correct. Yeah. Since social security income alone is not taxable, um, then yeah, someone who just has to- social security does not have to file. But if they have other types of income, then they probably should continue filing. Correct. Yeah, because uh, after a certain portion, depending on your filing status, um, you know, after a certain amount of other income that you're making, it can make part of your Social Security income taxable. Um, Because at the end of the day, you know, Social Security was designed to be supplemental, right? And so supplemental to things like 401k and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, because of that, if you do still have other income, like you're still working, you're still getting W-2 income, uh, once you reach a certain threshold of that income, then it can make part of your Social Security income taxable. Yeah, I have uh, some clients that tell me that they're upset about that, yeah. being taxed on their Social Security, because yeah. that's how it became part of their Social Security, was taken out from their paycheck to begin with. Right, right. <laughs> so if you think that's unfair, talk to your congressman or senator. Absolutely. we got to take another break. When we come back, we'll be talking about legacy, and we'll see what uh, the Bible says about taxes. Stay tuned. Have you been wanting to learn about a will or a trust but haven't gotten around to it? Now is the perfect time to learn about this vital information. The attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. We educate our children so that they're prepared for the future. Call Marquardt Law Firm at 210-530-4278 to show your family that you are prepared for the future. Welcome back. Talk Law Radio. This is Todd Marquardt. We're on 930 AM The Answer and on podcasts everywhere. Also, Facebook Live and YouTube. Let me know if you have ideas for new shows. I'd be happy to hear you out. Or you can email me at host at talklawradio.com. I'm looking to help you 
with your legal issue blind spots by talking about the law on the radio. And today we're with uh, Hector Sines with Liberty Tax Service. Um, Hector, why don't you tell everyone where your offices are? Sure. Well, we have Liberty Tax offices all over San Antonio, right? Uh, my main location is over on the south part of town by South Park Mall. Uh, I have another one off of Babcock and De Zavala. Uh, excuse me, Babcock and Hebner. Um, and then the other one is not too far from the South Park location off of Zarzamora. Okay. Yeah. And can they just walk in or do they need an appointment? Yeah, no, we take walk-ins, we take drop-offs, we take appointments. As a matter of fact, we even do virtual tax returns, too. So if you're looking to just stay home and have your taxes done by a professional, uh, find us online, libertytax.com. Okay, and so if they go to libertytax.com, that's the national headquarters website, probably. How do they find you? Uh, To find me, um, you can uh, specifically, it's uh, 15110 is my office number. Um, so if you put libertytax.com forward slash 15110 finds my office specifically. Okay. But you don't, you're not specific to, uh, you have to find you. Yeah, no. Cause, uh, you know, like I said, Liberty Tax, it's, it's a franchise, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, we have offices all over town. Um, all of our franchisees are tax professionals. Their staff are tax professionals, um, so, you know, we, we, we train well, I think, you know, okay. so, um, yeah, you're, you're, you'll be able to find someone who's going to be able to help out in every situation. And you're part of that training, right? I, I am. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, part of it. So yeah, again, as a regional, uh, manager, uh, they call us market managers, you know, so we try to help, uh, develop some of the new franchisees and, and get them in the system and get their, uh, staff and all that ready to go. Um, but of course, as, as a franchise owner, you know, we do our, I do my part to train my teams as well, right? Making sure they know the tax law, uh, know our software, you know, how to navigate things like that. And so, um, yeah, we have to, they have to go through a certain level of training before they can actually sit with a client, right? So Mm -hmm. our corporate office requires them to get certified, um, with tax knowledge, it's a tax test that we take before we actually touch a tax return. Mm-hmm. Yep. I got a question for you. Why don't they teach tax accounting in the jungle? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> There's too many cheetahs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's my joke for the day. Um, so you're pretty passionate about Liberty Tax Service. Um, you You help out other franchisee owners and not just your offices and so uh how does how does liberty tax compare with other franchises that are out there you know i think what sets us apart is the fact that uh we're backed by a a pretty strong corporate office right um not only that but the franchisees themselves right so we have a lot of great franchisees uh, especially in the region that i uh, manage you know here in san antonio the franchisee base is very knowledgeable. We, we uh, kind of stick together, right? We're not in competition against each other, which I really love. Um, so we'll, you know, if I'm lacking knowledge in something, I know exactly who to go to uh, on the franchisee team to, to get that client taken care of, right? And so that's, that's something that makes us stronger, I think, as opposed to a lot of our uh, competitors out there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's good to know. I'm glad I asked that. Um, we talked about the standard deduction, and uh, we talked about IRAs, and uh, we talked about health savings accounts. Um, so since this is the fourth segment, and now's a good time to talk about legacy. And now, it's time for the Talk Law Radio Legacy Spotlight. What's your legacy? Sponsored by Mark Hort Law Firm. So leg- one definition of legacy is... Uh, by Mark Landers and Bob Rob Rose, uh, which I really liked uh, because a lot of my kids, well, all of my kids were athletes at one time or another. They said, good players leave behind memories, banners, and trophies. Great players leave behind a culture, values, and standards that create a sustainable advantage each year. You're an athlete. Um, Tell me about how how uh, legacy uh, would translate as an athlete? 
Well, I think, um, you know, legacy is all about what you leave behind, obviously, right? And so um, as an athlete, you know, you always want to leave a team better than mm-hmm. you found it, right? And so uh, that's that's kind of a, a concept that I like to take pretty much in every aspect of my life, right? Whether it's my kids, my business, mm-hmm. um, you know, wherever I go to and I'm asked to lead, I want to make sure that I left it better than I found it. Right? Awesome. Yeah, I agree with that. I love that. Um, you, use of the word legacy, something handed down from one generation to the next, uh, comes from the Latin verb legere, to appoint by a last will or send as an ambassador. So those are that's a unique definition there. You mentioned your family. Uh, what values do you hope your children would learn from you? Well, you know, kind of like the same uh, when I took away from my, my dad and my uncles. You know, for my kids, I really want them to understand um, the value of hard work, right? Um, I think that's that's not taught nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're getting to a world where everything is becoming easier. Uh, we're trying to make everything very um, automated, right. you know, things like that. But at the end of the day, you know, you still have to rely on your skill, you know, and so – uh, the value of hard work, knowing, um, you know, the fact that you, you have to work hard to be successful, right? You can't take the easy road out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's something that I kind of want to leave behind, you know, showing them that, um, you know, I, I include them in everything I do, right? My kids come to the office. I even built a, a business for my kids so they we can work side by side, right? And so um, that's what I really want to leave them with is just understanding that, um you, you have to kind of create your own, um, how should I say it? Opportunities. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You create your own opportunities, and, and um, that's really where you become successful, right? You can't just rely on just one, for example, mm-hmm. one source of income, right? You right. have to create the different opportunities to be successful. In it. Yeah, I forget where I heard it, but somebody was saying that um, you should look to try and find seven different streams of income. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seven different streams, I think, is what makes a millionaire, right? Obviously, you have to go further to become a billionaire. Wow. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. My kids have all worked in my office. I worked for my dad, uh, just like you did. And uh, and so I, I let them know that um, if they need money, they can come do some work. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. It's kind Tell of like me. that that book. I don't know if you read that book, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, right? And so, I haven't read it. Yeah, it's it's a real good book. And so, the, you know, some of those values is what I kind of take away from of what I want to leave behind, right? So mm-hmm. the, the, it was all about how the, the rich dad mentality, poor dad mentality, and the rich dad is always more teaching lessons rather than just giving mm-hmm. uh, things away, right? So it's I'll have to read that. Yeah. Okay, tell us about some of the things you do in the community. Yeah, so in the community, uh, all kinds of things, right? So, you know, it, again, depends on on what aspect, right? So in the business, you know, we try to uh, give back where we can, uh, always helping out for the schools in our communities, right? So uh, I'm real big, especially in, in the schools that my kids go to, uh, getting involved, um, you know, sitting on their, um, you know, PTAs, their mm-hmm. uh, booster clubs, things like that. So... Uh, I, I try to give back again where I can, you know, because we're, we're um, in in a district where you know the, the school that my kids go to, um, you know, they, they can struggle on some of the things, especially for athletics, right? So mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I do what I can, knowing you know the resources that I have to kind of be able to give back to their athletics programs, things like that. So um, you know, just finding a need, not just to volunteer, you know, just to volunteer and say mm-hmm. I did it. But finding the need that they have and finding a way to fulfill it. Great. Right. I love that philosophy. How would you say you want to be remembered? Ooh. Um, you know, just as someone that um, was passionate about uh, everything that I did, you know, and, and uh, for people to say that I did it the right way, you know, instead of there's a lot of people that can do things to be greedy, right? And so um, I'd never... I never put anything that I do, uh, I never put myself first, right? I always make sure that, uh, obviously, God God comes first, right? Amen. And then, um, 
God and then it's my family, you know. So I never think about myself first when I'm doing something, and I really want that to be one of the ways I'm remembered, right? Good. I I hope they do. They'll have a YouTube video to remember you. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) How about any uh, unique family heirlooms that you've received or that you want to pass on? You know, we we uh, we never had in my family. There's never really a a unique heirloom, um, at least in my immediate family. Right, my grandparents, my parents never passed anything down, except for maybe uh, my hairline or something like that. But (laughs) (laughs) but no. but what I did get was actually from my mother-in-law. Uh, she gave me uh, it's like a pocket watch that mm-hmm. her dad used to own. And uh, I, I found that pretty special. You know, you never expect a mother-in-law to give their, right. their son-in-law something that passes down. She's like, protect this. Um, if you ever, you know, divorce my daughter, I want it back. I was like, well, <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to happen, but I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep yeah. it safe. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, she trusted me with it. You know, I still have it to this day. So... Uh, hopefully I can pass that down to, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll do it to a son-in-law, but maybe my son. <laughs> right, right. I, I like to tell my clients that uh, I'm the son that my in-laws never had. They had two daughters, but if we ever got divorced, I'd be dead to them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, I was remembering um, something that I received. Um, my mom's dad, my grandfather, was in the Korean conflict, and uh, he suffered injury and was awarded the Purple Heart, and uh, my grandmother gave that to my mom, and my mom gave that to me, wow. so that was um, something I'll cherish. Yeah, well. absolutely. That's that's big. I yeah. like that. So we've been talking about federal income taxes with Hector Sines, uh with Liberty tax services. Uh, Hector, you want to say anything about your offices again? Sure, sure. Yeah, Liberty Tax Service, you know, so we're, we're pretty much all over town. Uh, if you want to reach me directly, um, you know, just on Facebook, I guess you can find me on Facebook, uh, Hector Signs, right? Uh, Liberty, tax, uh, Liberty Tax South San Antonio is actually my uh, office Facebook. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, any anytime they need help, just any Liberty really can can help out and, and you're year round year round absolutely you yeah we are year round and bookkeepers insurance agents you know so we uh we help small businesses individuals so um pretty much anybody that that needs to do taxes we got them okay talk to you later thank you Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.